This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. Win, lose or draw, McDelivery will always help bring home the free points. And speaking of points, order now on the McDonald's app and you'll earn reward points through every delivery. Order today, rewards tomorrow. You in? Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee in terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hi guys and welcome back to the Blue Spokers podcast. We're here with Tommy. Hi Mike, how are you doing? Me. And uh, today we're going to talk, have a little kind of season review, how we feel like we're doing, how we feel the new transfers are settling in, you know, just an overall review and looking at Sheffield United away at the weekend, which, you know, it's great playing top of the league, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> see how we're getting on. So yeah, I'm going to throw it out to you, Tommy, first. How do you feel like we're getting on this season as obviously the man who goes and has to watch it half the time? Yeah, I have to, I have to suffer for all this. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been an odd season, hasn't it? We've played a lot of games, despite the fact how, I suppose, how early on in the season it kind of feels to a normal season. Um, yeah. But I don't think we've played that badly, actually. I, I was looking back on some of the games the other day and uh, I'm, I, I feel like I've been a little bit, a bit critical of some of the players or maybe some of the way we've played but we have played pretty decently we've not been too bad in certain games like the one at Rotherham is obviously an exception and Wigan as well but the the games in which we played against like Watford and Norwich I thought we played fantastically in it really considering the opposition we were against and also for the amount of players that we have in the team really you know those players who have you know they've I don't want to use the word struggled because it's probably a bit um, it's probably a bit harsh on them for the effort they do put in every week I feel like, you know, for the situation that we're in, we're doing all right. You know, we're not bottom of the league. We've not lost every game. We have done well in certain parts. So I think, you know, I think there's a lot to be positive about. But it's, again, when you're in this situation, for God knows how many seasons it's been now. How many has it been? It's like since 2016. Oh, it's about six seasons, it's just, isn't it? It's it's just, we've, had, we've had one hopeful season, haven't we, since we mm. went down, which is the first season we had playoffs. Yeah, and then it's just it's been pain ever since. We obviously nearly hit the playoffs that one season, and the AFL deducted us points, and then we got <laughs> the end, and then it all just that season capitulated, and that's been it, hasn't it? It's been oh. downhill ever since we lost Monk. It's really has been. It's that season where we were like you know pushing it at least for the opportunity of thinking about playing in the playoffs was was exciting. But ever since we've had Clotet and. Karanka and Barrio it's just we've never hit those heights and that and that season wasn't even that special to be honest compared to the one under Chris Hutton you know like we were nowhere near the 
heights that we should have been hitting really as the club that we are as well we should be up the top of that table at least you know we shouldn't be down the bottom we should be up that top of championship that's for sure we should be at least in the top half absolutely i say this all the time and i get it off stick off my mate he's just a Birmingham fan but we i feel like we are a sleeping giant at some point we mm. need to kind of you know, wake up again. We finished ninth in the Prem. We won a cup. Like we, we know how to handle the Prem. We know how to do these things. Yeah. We just, we're just in a really bad rut. I mean, it's been a few years, and we're all in pain with it now. I think we're in like a bit of a, I don't know. It's like a apathetic feel, perhaps maybe because like when you feel just sort of so low about like how things just don't seem to pick up at any point. It's a very difficult situation we find ourselves in because we're in takeover talks where that doesn't look like it could be going ahead but we've also got terrible owners at the moment who have been so naive and been done over by every single club that they've ever bought from and like it's like who do you support in this whole situation it's absolutely impossible for us fans so it's like when we do when we do badly it's like everybody's to blame but then when we do well it's like well everybody's to compliment aren't they but yet there's just no in between at the moment because it's all been so depressing it's just nothing's ever been so like oh this was good but that could be improved but then it's all it's all all shit or all really good it feels like that's for sure it really is though isn't it like, <laughs> and we're Birmingham fans let's be honest yeah like we know our base our fan base is like we love the blues but my god like I saw us when we beat Preston one and away and there were still fans complaining I was literally just like yeah, that was a good game. I can't really understand why people were com- disappointed with us on that game. We were, we were just crying game. about Troy or something, and I was like, oh, please, <laughs> I just, come on. Not the time, not the time. We've done well. You know, I game. get it. Not We've had so many years of this now, and I get it. Our fans just are sick of it, and it's frustration. But like you said, I think so far this season, I think we have done really well. Mm. You know, considering squad size, like you said, and I'm, I'm at the point now where if you gave me 14 in March and I know I'm safe and secure I'll be kicking my feet back saying it's been a great season <laughs> That's so like, that is so weird honestly it's bad Alter. isn't it it's so bad <laughs> oh man you just gotta love us haven't you you really gotta love me yeah you gotta love the Blues haven't you but I feel like the squad is doing well but how do you feel like the new transfers have mingled as someone who's seen it all Lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, the new transfers have been the ones to really talk about, haven't they? Bielik, Chong, Hannibal, uh, including some of the summer transfer signings, Gavin, Ruddy, and um, Trusty. You know, the, I think whoever's had their eye on those players has been doing a really good job. I don't know whether that might be Guard, whether that's um, Eustace, um, but whoever's picked those players out deserves a bit of credit for that because we've done really well under them. You know, Ruddy's been very solid, even though he was a little bit nervy in pre-season. I, I went to many... game. <laughs> yeah, I did too. It was absolutely ridiculous. I just suddenly, like, my heart just sank with me when I just suddenly saw it go between his legs. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> the, la- the last thing I saw like that was um, one of my last away games I went to. It was Wigan away when we had Lee Camp. Do you remember that 40 oh, yard? Yeah, that was legs. on my birthday, that was. <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. I had them flashbacks when I saw that going and I thought, um, Jesus Christ, no. (laughs) No, no, no. But you know what? Considering he's free transfer, unbelievable. I think he's been unreal. Yeah. Yeah. With himself up from that mistake. Yeah, I mean, like, in terms of, like, how goalkeepers have been in the Blues over the past few years, we've had some... 
I'd say we've had some decent keepers, particularly in Matty Sarkic last season. I think he was very pick of the bunch, really, and it's heartbreaking to think how he left the Blues. I mean, who, is the, who was he replying? Was it, was it Barnsley or somebody? Who, who, did he, who did he reply that he did his shoulder in and then had to go off with? I think it was Barnsley. It was someone like that, weren't it? Yeah, it was at the start of the year, because I remember then Neil Leffridge came into the team and we went sort of just downhill afterwards because we were looking okay. And that sort of last season, we had like um, Sanderson and we had Chong and we had McGree, who was another good player. Um, but I then as soon as... I, I was devoted with him. Sorry, I was devoted with McGree. <laughs> yeah, it was like um, when I think the worst things though about those seasons, like we're, like we're losing those players like McGree and Sarkic, is because they were the best players we had in a very underwhelming team. And that's what I kind of worry about with this team is that I wonder if Bakuna, if he does go in January or sort of that time, will will we start to see a bit of the team start to spiral down a little bit, you know, like because they seem yeah. to be the players who put in like who seem to like put the team up on that pedestal where we can actually look, yeah, we might be all right this season. Yeah, I mean looking at the signings like you just said, like that middle three we've got at the minute with your mm. Chong, your Billig and your Bakuna, they make the team, don't they? They make us like Billick, especially. I know Chong's yeah. been fantastic, but Billick, like to finally have a defensive midfielder, in my opinion, he has been unbelievable yeah. when he's fit. Oh, yeah, definitely. So yeah. good. I don't want to compare him to Sergio Busquets, but uh, I'm going to. So uh, he's like one of those players who goes like so underrated and so like people just don't see like his sort of ability in the pitch. Yeah. It's it's so crucial to have in a team because when you have that player who just breaks up play and just distributes the ball perfectly every single time. It's just so much better to have than like uh, an Ivan Sunjic as much as it pains to say. I was just going to say, it's, <laughs> like we've got, it's like we've got the player that Sunjic's potential was going to be. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> How much did we pay for Was it six million quid or something? God. The oh, money we got back in too much. No, honestly, it was crazy. His work rate was there, bless him. But my God, he couldn't play football. I've never that. doubted anybody's work rate in the Blues. You know, I've, I've always believed that everybody is trying their hardest. It's just the what we need from the actual players. You know, it's we need to win some games and those. And in those times where we were, you know, struggling for points with Bowyer and Karanka, you know, it was like, oh God, it would be better just to have some decent players in the team. You know, because we've always <laughs> liked an underdog. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we've yeah, always but, you loved know, it's a game of football. Like yeah, because we, we make like these cult heroes out of Duke and Kiffinbeld, and I absolutely fucking love those players as well because they are just the absolute rock of the blues. But the, we do need better players than them. Like Duke is still out of the course. team. It's like he's he's amazing. I absolutely love him. And that header that he scored against Sheffield Wednesday, I still remember the exact moments and the feeling I had from it. And those those moments will never leave me because they are just absolutely fucking brilliant. But he needs to move on. You, you can't do that anymore, unfortunately. You know, we need a better striker. We need someone to have replaced the kicking belt, which we kind of have with Bealing now, but he's alone, isn't he? So it's like that same thing we go back to now. It's like if Bakuna leaves in January, you know, if Chong was all of a sudden just offered this offered by somebody and he went in the January trying to win as well. It's like, what happens to that team then? You know, that's the kind of worrisome thoughts. And, you know, I, I feel like that's where the team needs to look forward, where the club needs to look forward to, because what if these players go, which I'm sure they are looking at. But 
I don't know. Yeah, like we have, don't get me wrong, we've got replacements in Hannibal, who's mm. good. I like the look of him. I haven't seen enough of him personally. Like, I'd like to see him a little bit more time. Mm. Looks energetic, looks up for it. And unfortunately, the injury against Norwich, but I thought Gardner. Gardner looked like a new player this year when he played against Norwich. Mm. Controlled the game. Yeah, he fell apart when he came off. Yeah, he's, um, I've never doubted his work rate either. Again, this is just sort of like ability or sort of stuff like that. Um, but I, I do think that he has still got the ability to be a very good player in this division. I feel like he has got the ability to, you know, take on the whole team and then just bang it in the back of the net. I, I can see that in him because he's got the he's got the idea, you know, he's got the determination to go forward with it. I just feel like sometimes his general ability lets him down, like his touch lets him down at times. I remember who was it against this season that he took a touch and then it just sort of pinged off him? And it was like, oh God, what are you doing? That's just embarrassing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh man. You're a professional footballer. Come on. Like... <laughs> oh man. Oh, no. How do you feel like, speaking of the other signings, obviously Trusty. Mm. I have no qualms with Trusty. I think he's been good. Again, I, that's what I mean. I think with a lot of the players that we have signed, it's been just like solid, you know, they're, and they've proved their ability and they've proved their worth. And they can just put in a shift whenever you need them. I can't remember who he tackled against. It was against West Brom or somebody. I can't remember now. I've, I feel like I've imagined this, but I swear he put in like an absolutely amazing challenge when they were on the counter attack, and it was just like bang. That's the standard. I think you he get. did. Yeah, I think he did, and I think first game of the season when we were away at Luton, he was unbelievable. Oh, that game, that game. So I remember yeah. watching that. He's been quality. I think though. it was really Luton. Has. Yeah, he's, he's think been good all season. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Luton. Yeah. I, I, I Plichetta, can't the, what do you think uh, um, well he hasn't played in many games now since we've overdone the loan uh, availability in the club isn't it well, he was is... always going to be the one though weren't he yeah I think he was he was the always one... when you coward it yeah definitely I, I think he was the one that if you couldn't get the players that you wanted in the team you'd have to just settle with which kind of feels a bit upset a bit of a harsh thing to say on him but yeah, he's a bit lightweight at times. He can be a bit of a pushover, I assume. Um, I, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he has got the ability to be a good player in the Championship because he's scored a goal. He scored two goals, I think, in the preseason. Um, I think he's been pretty decent for us. You know, he's been okay. But if he's not up to the level and standard that Chung and Bakuna are at, or if he's not as up to it as Jordan Graham is to play at wing back, then, you know, he's not going to be in the team. And I feel like he should be battling and biting at hits to try and get his place back in the team because that's what he's been known to us for. Yeah. And unfortunately, Blues fans, we do lots of look for a scapegoat or two and Placetta might have picked up that scapegoat title for a little bit because I like him. I like how he goes forward. I like his determination, but he's, he's a winger playing wing back. Yeah, definitely. And he, he's, not he, he's right, going to get yeah. defensively caught out a little bit. Mm. But it's still an improvement in playing Jonathan Lecco at left wing back. <laughs> was that in Portugal? I swear it was. Like one of those games. He, was he, he wing did back. it as well against the Spanish team at St Andrews. Yeah. It was just... He came inside and whipped one about that close from the goal. And I was like, if he had scored that, that was he was going <laughs> to start. And I was like, please, oh man, no, no. Well, he did. Was it? Well, Jonathan Lecco did score that goal against Norwich in the cup, which we couldn't watch annoyingly because yeah. it wasn't on the telly. Cheers, cheers, whoever didn't do that or whatever nonsense it is about not putting certain games on the telly. I don't know why. 
Um, but any excuse to not give Blues money. Yeah, I don't know why it is. It yeah. always feels like whenever we've got a game that I can't go to, it's never on the telly. It's like, <laughs> I've got to either buy tickets to go to Norwich on Tuesday night, which is absolutely ludicrous, or I, I just sit home and watch Gillette Soccer Saturday. It's like, oh, I'm not doing that. So I just watch it coming through on the teletext. I might as well do that. Yeah. I bet you had to double check. Your teletext would have said Lecco, but you're like, nah. <laughs> nah, nah. It's just like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll turn it off and I'll turn it back on. You know, I'll just, that's not happened, that is. <laughs> Yeah, hang on. Have you obviously? I know he hasn't played for us yet, but have you seen this last been the West Ham left back? Oh, um, has anyone seen him? What's his bloody name? Longello or something? Longello, that's it. I I don't actually know how he pronounced his name. I think it's Longello, although that doesn't sound quite right now. I've said it. Um, if if I've butchered it, I do apologize. Yeah, I apologize as well. I'm usually quite good with pronunciation. My brother is absolutely shocking with pronunciation. He called him. (laughs) When Leicester were first in the Premier League, he called Mahrez Mahrez, which I, I'll always bring him <laughs> up on it because it's absolutely appalling. It, like, where does the other A in that fucking pronunciation? <laughs> Where's that come from? <laughs> it's like it's Mahrez, oh. you muppet. <laughs> um, yeah. I was initially thought, gone. You go, you go. I think there's a little bit of a delay on here. I feel like I can hear myself on your feedback. I don't know whether I can. Is that? I, don't I can know. hear you fine, but I don't know. You're right. Sorry. Yeah, I think it might be my headphones actually. I feel like I'm hearing myself twice. Um, or oh, got that bit else. Um, but yeah, long jello. Is that what we're talking about? Yes. Yes, yeah. Um, I don't know anything about him, to be quite honest. I know that he's so I mean I feel like he's one of those players who can't really get into the team that much. I don't know. I think he might be like one of those Castillo players. He might have the better ability than Castillo because when he played for us that one time, it was like, mate, do you even know what football is? Like, do you know how to play football? How are you in Chelsea's academy? I know, yeah. It was bizarre. Yeah, just like... Like, yeah, it's, it's like the ability sometimes just gets overshadowed by their, I don't know, like attitude maybe. I don't know what it is with some of those players. It's just like when he turned up to the pitch, so it was like, oh, God, yeah, you, you need to stay away from us. You do in the struggling side that we are. We need a better player than you. Mate. Get out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know. I was always led to believe this Longello, which is what we're going to call him now, was brought yeah. in because Yusuf wanted to deploy a back four. Mm. That's what someone. That's what I was led to believe, and I was convinced by many fans. I, you know, our Yusuf wants to go back four, so he's brought an actual left back in. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. But then this kid just hasn't featured. No. <laughs> yeah. It's weird that we've got so many. Is he? He's another signing though, isn't he? He's a loanee, I think. That's why I meant loan signing. Um, yeah. I've just forgot the word loan. That's embarrassing. Um, Jack will probably you should get used to being a Blues fan. Yeah, it might. Well, I might as well just assume that everybody's a loan signing. Oh, we've um, yeah. loaned Bradley Bigger out to Middlesbrough. After we loaned I actually thought <laughs> I was actually convinced for about a month that Ruddy was alone until someone actually said, Oh no, you know he's a free oh, transfer. Yeah. Is he? He's ours. <laughs> yeah. Like thank God as well, because I was thinking at one point, like, how many more loans are we going to be getting in? And then it turns out we have exceeded the amounts, which I can't remember how much it is now. I think it's about five. I think it's five and we've got six. Or mm. yeah, you can't but you can't have more than five in a match day squad. Yes, I think that's right. I can't remember now. There's loads of crazy EFL rules that I can't really keep up with. Being a um, a qualified referee, I would know about some strange rules that are in the 
rule book that I don't really quite understand. Like, for example, you can't touch the goalkeeper when he's in the air with the ball. Not even like his shoulder going for a header. Can't touch him at all. So if the goalkeeper comes out, he's got he's caught the ball and he's still in the air. If you even touch him, it's a free kick to the goalkeeper's team. Which I don't really understand because like if you slightly nudge him and he falls off balance a little bit but still lands, that'd still be a free kick. I don't really understand that. If it's like full into him, then fair enough, that is a proper of free course, kick. Of course, yeah. You like, but, yeah. like RKO'd him out of nowhere. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, well. <laughs> oh. John Ruddy, the, the Randy Orton of Birmingham City. <laughs> yeah, man. But, uh, <laughs> coming into this weekend, then obviously, how are you feeling about? Are you? I'm guessing you go in, Tommy. Sheffield yeah. United away, top of the league. I've just looked at some results. Um, they don't seem to concede many. Yeah, that's a little bit of a worrying thought for me. Particularly, it's on my birthday, so that's not going to be the. Uh, that's not going to be a great birthday present, is it? You know, going to Sheffield United and losing three 0 You know, but. Um, I've had worse presents. <laughs> I'm I'm optimistically holding out for a one-one though. I think you know, yeah. I know I know they've won a lot of games at the top of the league, but you know, watching some of the games, they do concede chances. Mm. You know, some good goalkeeping battles and out, some good defending. Like we went to Preston thinking we were gonna get absolutely nothing because they hadn't conceded a single goal and we managed to rob them. Mm. I think the standard is different between Preston and Sheffield United, really. Though, 100%. When it comes to the team that there's been put on show a lot, I mean, I haven't watched much of either Preston or Sheffield United going into this, these games, um, but I do know that from a couple of games I have seen from Sheffield United, they do look very organised, that's for sure. I think you've just got to be mm. organised, really, in the Championship when it comes to the bare basics of all of it, because, like, you know, there's been some teams who have gone up before, like when you have Leeds who went up that season, they were, you know, really organised, really well drilled, they were Bielsa and everything. Mm-hmm. The same with Wolves, same with Norwich and Villa and um, I don't know who went up in the 18-19 season. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but when Sheffield United did go up with Wilder, it did look like a sort of similar circumstance, you know, they were well drilled, good players, you know, they're the couple of standout players here and there. Um so I and they have think... kind of managed to keep that core, I suppose, and it mm. that core like team they had has kind of yeah. stuck around, ish, ish. Yeah, I suppose they've got a few different players in. I don't know much about their squad entirely, but um, I do. I, I I do know that they are going to be a tough challenge, obviously, because Bramall Lane is a very difficult place to go to. They've got a very intense yeah, of course. Atmosphere. Yeah, they've, um, yeah. That time we went, um, I've been there twice, and both times they've had very good atmospheres. Um, the one we went to was last season, that was the first game of the season. That was very good to watch. That was obviously Maxime calling it. The goal of the back post was absolutely fantastic. Um, but I, I do feel like if we come away with a draw, that'll be a well-earned point because I, I can't see us going there, not getting the points and deserving it. You know, it's like that sort of thing. You know, if we win, then that'd be absolutely crazy, you know. But if we went there and lost, it'd be like, you know, top of the league, isn't it? So I feel like whatever happens, I think we'll be justified, really. I'm hopeful for a good performance. That's, mm. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if we lost and it was 2-1 and we put up the fight, I'd be like, you know what, fair play with us. As yeah. long as, a lot you said earlier in the chat, oh, for the love of God, if I ever have to see another Rotherham away performance like that, <laughs> oh, it was just painful. I watched it on TV at home and I was just sat there like... I, yeah. I, I'd give up. I, I had to, to my mates after a football. <laughs> talk to me. Oh, 
Yeah, yeah. I had to cut out a lot of what my dad was saying at that game because it was just like <laughs> pure you. rage, honestly. I remember we got in the car afterwards and he said, uh, did you get much of me on film? I was like, yeah, a little bit. <laughs> and he said, do you mind just cutting a little bit of it all out? Because he was like, I think at one point he was actually like full on hands and everything, bright red face, screaming into the camera about things. I was like, yeah, I don't think I can properly include this considering my dad's, what, 51 now? And, <laughs> like a fairly yeah. well-respected person. It's like, yeah, I'm probably not going to have to be including that, which was funny, though, because it was absolutely hilarious seeing him going tearing into Mark Roberts' defending. <laughs> oh, man. On, on that note of Mark Roberts, obviously, mm. no Mark Roberts for five weeks. He's going to be out until pretty much the World Cup end now. Yeah. Um, Who do you think Standing's going to be, do you think it's moved Sanderson and Colin into the centre-back role again and Williams or? Well, I'd like to see a back four for once, but it's always that left side, isn't it? Because we've got Maxine Colin, who plays on the right. I mean, the only thing I would think about is, well, well two things, actually. We can either move Colin to left-back and play Jordan Graham right-back and play Sanderson and Trusty at centre-back, or we bring Harley Dean back. Which might be a bit controversial. No, was, no, you know, I was thinking about this, and I was, I was speaking to my cousin about this. who's obviously a lifelong blue nose guy, seen ticket, platinum way like you, goes all the games, and he put a very good point to me, and it really annoyed me because I think Harley Dean can have his games where he's fantastic. And he said, "I answered me, he went Jay. He went, Why was it under the last four managers when Dean and Roberts were both fully fit, Dean was the one who was mostly picked?" Mm. I was like, "Hmm." <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, actually, because he, he can be fantastic. Yeah. No, I know. Like mean, heart on his sleeve, boy. But yeah, I'd give it a go. I don't think he's the worst option we can have because although there is the thing with the wages that there is, that is a bit of an yeah. issue. But it, realistically, if he's playing well, then surely we wouldn't worry about that. It, uh, there again, the business side. Well, what about George is, Friend? I don't know about him at the moment. So I feel like he's starting to move into a more manage no, not manager, but like a staff role or something. I think his football games yeah. are like very close to the end now. Um because I I do like I got a soft spot for George Friend. I'm not gonna lie, yeah. lie. I think he's such a classy dev- I kind of wish we got him five years earlier. Yeah, I don't think we would have got him five years earlier though, because he was in the Premier no, League. Obviously, obviously we can hope, but yeah. Well, we should have made a lot of signings five years earlier, Deanie. <laughs> all those players John Ruddy <laughs> oh, no. those type of players we should have made them five years earlier made like a Bristol City push for the Premier League yeah I think that's it let's hope yeah let's hope you know I think uh, I don't know I, I, I don't know with the Blues when it comes to finance so it's always like something I just don't know about when it when it comes to the football you know I can say Harley Dean should play in the team I feel like that's a it's a bit of a controversial opinion but you know, it's not something out of the ordinary. You know, he has played for us before, and even if he is a bit of a arse from time to time, he still gives a decent performance. But when it comes to his wages, I just don't have an opinion on it because I don't know what effect he'll have on the club or if it's like complete disaster if we suddenly put him in the team and we do have to pay him those wages. The same with Neil Etheridge, you know, I don't know. I don't know those things. So I'd suggest it, but I wouldn't be confident on it in that sort of way. I wouldn't say we should be playing Harley Dean. It's one of those things where I'd be like, if we have to play him, then just play him. Because otherwise, if we're playing Gary Gardner at centre back again, then that's just going to be even worse. <laughs> Surely that's going to be terrible. No, no. <laughs> I 
Well, I suppose you don't want to lose them out in the middle, but Bilic can also play in the back three, can't he? Good point, yeah. I suppose that might be something that we might look towards to doing, actually, because if he's one of those centres... Gardner in Bilic back. Maybe, yeah. If he could move into that sort of centre-back role and move back into the midfield in the game, then maybe that might not be too bad, actually. That could work. But, yeah, I, that's, all, that's all I've got, really. Just, you know, wanted yeah. to throw out... You know, quickly, what would your prediction be, hand on heart, right now? I think, um, I don't know, actually. I've always got quite a strong prediction in my head when it comes to these things, but I'm never quite too sure um, about Sheffield United games and these top-of-the-table games. Um, but I think I'd be happy with the 1-1, but I feel like we've got to go for something because, you know, this is not a Blues podcast and so we don't believe that we're going to naively win. Um, so I'm going to yeah. say 2-1 Blues. I feel like Sheffield United will score. Um, but I, I do feel like we could nick a couple of goals there. That's one thing I think we have got in our... I think we are good on the, on the break, actually. I think we're good yeah. at sitting back in. I do think we are very defensively strong, actually, with trustee and... Ruddy and Sanderson. I feel like we have got some good defenders in that department. Um, but going forward, it's a bit risky at times. But Hogan's in good form. He's a good confidence player. So, oh, yeah. him coming into that game, you know, just off the bat. Wait, who did we play last game? <laughs> oh, fucking international breaks. They're terrible. Cov. Oh, shit. Yeah, it was Cov in the 0 0. But... Oh, no. We didn't. Yeah, but to be fair, seven points out of nine leading to the international break. Yeah, I was happy with Larry with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. I think that is a good thing. I just, I just hope that with Hogan, that he's one of those players because he's he is a very big confidence player. That if you don't give him goals, he doesn't get in goals, then he will start to hang his head and feel like he's the worst player the world's ever seen. So I do hope if he goes into this game, but he goes like, look, I got a hat trick against West Brom. I can definitely come into this game and then I get a couple of goals for us. You know, that, I want him to think like that because. He does yeah. score goals. He's a very good goal. He's a very good poacher. He's one of those very good. Yeah, he is. He is. He's just he's that little fox in the box. So, mm. And let's be honest, if anyone's going to get slack at the minute, you know, the, the anti Dini army is about anyway. So, yeah, with Dini, though, it's like, I just wonder whether he's run his course a little bit because I'm sure that he does care and I'm sure he does try. Yeah. But his, his performance levels aren't at the levels that he would be at in a normal championship team because. Deeney, we all know, is the one that he sort of goes in at and just tears the whole championship up and gets like 20 goals every season with them. But the battering ram. Yeah, that type of Deeney that we've got in our heads. But, you know, he's, he's in his 30s now. He's starting to, like I say, run his course a little bit. I don't know if that's the right side now. I think it is. <laughs> and to me, this might sound a bit daft, like it looks like Eustace is, and I might be wrong because it does, I, I get it, he's probably trying to play with two strikers, but it might look like he's told Deeney to sit behind Hogan a little bit. And that annoys me. Then, lot, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because a lot of time when I'm watching the build up, you've got Bakuna going yeah. forward and you've got Deeney sitting back. And I'm like, is Deeney been told to become yeah. more of a playmaker, kind of hold up role? Like, I really wish. And he, he did get a couple of good chance involvements, really. He got an assist for Hogan against the, in the West Brom game. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that he would. I've said this in a couple of articles I wrote in the um, post games sort of stuff. And uh, I, I've always wanted him to play on the shoulder, like Hogan's sort of role is. Because mm-hmm. he, one-on-one, I think every goal he scored last season was a one-on-one chance. So, like, why doesn't he do that more often? I don't know why he started to elect to become this midfielder type of player. You know, he's never played there before. Why would he 
go and play there now. It's just how it runs. It annoys me. Because I suppose that's the, that's the criticism I got. Like, I love Troy and I love what he's about and I love his Troy and he gives 100%. But I'm very much like that. Like, if you put Troy Deeney one on one, yeah, it's going in 90%. 90% of the time, the keeper's making the save or it's going in. Yeah, exactly. There's no ifs or buts really with anything he does in front of goal. Like, he's. He, he is what Hogan should be, really, or, or should have been, you know, because he, he in front of goal, Troy Deeney, when it comes to him, it, it's just a goal every single time. And we haven't seen any of that from him this season. And that's what's kind of been annoying with him because it's like, right, Bowyer clearly didn't believe in you or had a disagreement with you or whatever it was. There was something clearly not right with that then. But now you've under a manager that you are good friends with or at least on good terms with. So you should be in that box and banging those goals in like Scott Hogan was against West Brom. That's what I think he should be, rather than playing in midfield. But surely most championship teams look, you know, before, obviously, I know he's not scored this season, but before, when we first got Troy, they'd go, oh, shit, it's Troy Dean. Yeah. This man knows where the net is. This man bagged 10-plus in a Premier League season. He knows where the goal lives. Mm. And he just doesn't seem to have that fear factor about him too much anymore. Yeah, it must just be with age, perhaps. And that's probably why they are yeah. moving him into midfield. It's um, it's difficult to say with players like Troy and um, Duke as well, because obviously they are starting to get to that weird stage of their career where their their head is strong, but it just won't... What they're trying to do won't keep going on. So it's just like it's that hard battle towards the end of their careers, perhaps they're starting to come up against... And I think with people like George Friend, because they are so headstrong, is that they eventually know that, you know, I can't really run the way that I used to. Maybe it's time to start to wind in my career and look for a different career path, like George Friend is now. He's mm-hmm. starting to come into a bit more of a staff role and starting to learn off John Eustace, who obviously has had to gone through the experience of retirements pretty pretty recently, because John Eustace isn't the oldest of coaches, you know. He's, he's not old at all. Man. Is he in his 40s or something like that? I think he is. Um, but yeah, yeah, he, do, he doesn't look—he doesn't look fifty. No, he no, doesn't no, look no. anywhere near fifty. He looks like a baby face still. He looks very fit. Considering, like, yeah, that's what I mean. Considering managers, like, you know what I mean? Like, when you're looking mm. at your big Sam's and your yeah. people like that, you're just like, oh man, like this guy still looks like he's run a good, good sixty minutes. Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> decent, back, decent job on the back. That's for sure. But yeah, circle back to I, I'm with you. I think there's every chance we could get a good result against mm. Chef. I would bite your hand off for a 1-1, one, one, though, right now. <laughs> to go away to the top of the league and walk away with something would be a great result. Mm. Yeah, so thank you very much for watching this episode of the Blues Focus podcast. We're going to try and keep these coming a bit more regularly to you all. Um, but yeah, be sure to get into the comments and tell us um, what you think we were discussing about, whether you agree with us, whether you don't. Um, you know, it's interesting. It's always good to keep a good conversation going back and forth. So we're always very interested. We're very active in the yeah. comment section, but so be sure to come and uh, have a good conversation with us. Um, be sure to check out all of our socials down in the link in the description. Uh, thank you very much, Jamie, for joining this. This was his first time hosting the Blues Focus podcast. Yeah. So be sure to go and give some love. Uh, have you got like socials to shout out or anything? Um, just boring Twitter at Jamie Lawler one two three four, and you know mm-hmm. you'll see me pop up on the YouTube. I'll write I'll write something on the comments myself on my own page as well, so people yeah. can kind of see me about. Wicked, yeah. Uh, all of his links will be in the description as well, as well as mine. Yeah, and um, yeah. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, be sure to subscribe and share this video, and uh, keep right on.
Social Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.